Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hi, folks. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Pro Football in the 1970s. I'm your host, Joe Zagorski. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the most outlandish occurrence ever on Monday Night Football. Now, you know, uh, after I wrote my book, The NFL in the 1970s, a lot of people asked me, why were the 70s so important? And why was the importance of it? And I, I always revert back to the common answer. There were just so many unique things that happened during that decade. Uh, tonight's episode will just be highlighting one of those things that probably couldn't happen in any other decade. The year was 1975, and the date was October 20th. The New York Giants would be visiting the Buffalo Bills, and the National Football League would be treated to a very competitive contest that a winner wouldn't be decided until the final play of the game. But an event that occurred early in the third quarter would take over the thoughts and minds of virtually everyone who saw it live at Rich Stadium in western New York and the millions who watched it happen on television across the nation. With so many fans across the airways watching the game, practically anything that happened during those three hours was going to be discussed along the next day's work conversations all throughout the country. Well, what happened during the course of this game was in point of fact incredible and extremely dangerous. An intoxicated fan I say intoxicated because no sober person would do what this moron did, decided to take hold of the rope that held the place-kicking net in place along the west end line of the stadium. The spectacle of this unnamed fan dangling at least 50 feet in the air uh, above the playing surface while the game continued was unnerving to say the least. He would just you know, move on out towards the center of the field by holding on to the rope with his uh, hands and with his feet. Uh, Even the ABC television crew chimed in while watching this spectacle. Howard Cosell, the wordsmith for the ages, described the event as dangerous, disgraceful, and absurd. The fan hung on the rope, and the fans and players watched. Many gasps could be heard over the airwaves, and certainly they were soundly heard by those who were in attendance and who were doing the gasping. This crazy fan hung on that rope for practically 10 full minutes until he somehow miraculously made it back to his departure point on the front row of the upper ledge of Rich Stadium. He then departed the stadium with several police and security personnel, giving him a much-deserved escort. 
Now, during the time that he was dangling and hanging precipitously over the playing field, practically every player and coach on both teams stopped what they were doing for several moments to watch this attention-seeking idiot. I have uh, interviewed several players who played in that game, and even over four decades later, they still remembered watching this spectacle. Donnie Green, the late offensive tackle for the Bills, informed me several years ago that he and his teammates weren't sure how it would end. Indeed, nobody wanted to see the guy fall. There were certainly not any crash pads on the field surface, and nobody had ever seen or prepared for such an occurrence because this was the first time, and to my knowledge, the only time that the NFL has ever seen such a stunt. All throughout the 1970s, dozens of foolish fans would also give rise to the practice of streaking, that of running onto the field with absolutely no clothes on. A streaker would generally attempt such a stunt whenever there would be the most amount of national television coverage. Now, during the 1970s, that usually meant sprinting onto the field naked on Monday Night Football. Their desire was to gain attention, notoriety, and perhaps fame in a sick and twisted sort of way. But even streaking could not measure up to the sheer danger of the fan hanging from a rope high above the football field at Rich Stadium. Playing devil's advocate, can you imagine what would have happened if the poor guy had lost his grip and fallen off the wire? A loud and unmistakable gasp would have been heard all throughout the stadium because while he was hanging there, virtually nobody in the stadium was watching the actual game. The fans preferred to watch this dangerous spectacle happen. Then the best that this guy could possibly hope for if he had fallen is for a half dozen or so broken bones, maybe a ruptured spleen. A couple of compound fractures would not be out of the question either. Of course, the worst case scenario would be the guy would plunge to his death. And if that happened, how could the game in all actuality continue? If it did, it would be morbid and grotesque and, and definitely in bad taste. The whole scene was a nightmare for NFL Commissioner Pete Rizal, who definitely wanted to avoid such an occurrence from happening on national television to his beloved sport. In the end, the intoxicated idiot somehow managed to survive this episode as he made it back to the section where he began his airborne journey. Now, an urban legend at the time claimed that the guy's first words to a security guard upon touching down on terra firma was to ask the cop for a drink. And with that, the most outlandish occurrence in the history of NFL Monday Night Football thankfully reached its conclusion. Now, uh, this episode's trivia question is football-related. Who was the New York Giants quarterback on that night? Good luck with that answer, and I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Pro Football in the 1970s. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.
Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Join George Bozica, the president of the PFRA, and myself, John Bozica, each month for the Professional Football Researchers Association official podcast. We'll discuss the history of the game, the many names of the game, and so many different things for you, making the history of football not only entertaining, but fun at the same time, as we join you on the Sports History Network on the official PFRA podcast. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.